Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake. As always, joined here in the studio by DJ Uncle Matt. This week, we've got a few things to talk about in regards to last weekend. Uh, definitely a rough one for the boys. Uh, going up to New York for two games, one against Bingo and one against Elmira. Both ended up in 4-2 to losses. Um, and both games seemed within our reach, which is kind of the frustrating part about the weekend. Um... Honestly, uh, Friday I was a little busy, so I didn't get to catch much of that game. And same thing with Saturday. But from what I did catch, um, it didn't look too promising as as far as you know being close and taking advantage of it. Um, any thoughts on that? Um, you know, again, just disappointing the outcome. Um, it's been uh, hard to. Um, you know, it's been disheartening at times, and then a lot of the time, I guess, this season. I think I think that you have to have hope that in the first half of the new year and the second half of this season, uh, you know, maybe there'll be some roster shakeups at a higher level that'll bring us back um, to the real threatening force that, that we were last season or close to that Um Right now, um, it's about getting a nucleus to gel and working with uh, guys that are, listen, they're, they're competing hard. It's a younger lineup. Um, I mean, we took a look. Um, we might as well talk about what we just did. So we pulled up a picture um, from the championship game last season. Pat and I did just now. And through the magic of Photoshop, we kind of um, crossed out. Whoever yeah, like was, digitally, has up, digitally crossed. We out, yeah. digitally released the players, uh, kind of faded them, faded them out one at a time. And I think, um, yeah, I think we're down to eight or nine players. Um, if you, if you count one player who was an assistant coach last season and has now played in games this season, uh, you're really, it's about half yeah. of, of the, uh, of the lineup of the, the faces, um, you know, some, even some guys that were used sparingly in the playoffs are, are no longer here. It's a different team. Um, it's tough losing like this consistent consistently it's just not fun for anybody and it 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 um it definitely drives the morale down not just among uh you know I'm sure the players are upset at times although uh, they they've always done a good job these guys of holding their head high um and and, and kind of dealing with things as they come the the nucleus the the core guys that we that that have been here um, but again, it's just not easy. 
You know, it, it, it's not easy with the breaks that we've gotten recently. And it goes down to the fans. You know, the fans are impacted by this. And it's nice to see different things happening. Um, you know, just it looks like uh, there's there's a little movement among the fans. You know, I see um, sounds like Animal House is going to be getting a branded uh, kind of section. There'll be more signage for Animal House uh, as soon as this season. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I've proposed a few different things myself uh, that I think will just kind of show a little bit of reinvestment and commitment to the fans. It's hard, you know, not just on the players but on the fans when we endure these tough times. And last weekend was just a perfect example of a tough time, and, and I'm sure everybody's glad it's over. And there's a new opportunity to play again uh, against Port Huron this weekend at home, uh, you know, with kind of holiday holiday spirits um, pretty high. And I think um, the, uh, you know, the, the opportunity is there, but, you know, don't, we can't take Port Huron lightly. You know they're they're in fourth place in the Continental Division, uh, but I think uh, and with six regular wins, uh, seven losses, uh, I guess two overtime losses, and then just one overtime win uh, with twenty two points. So again, it's it it. You know, it, it, there's a home ice advantage to be accounted for, but if you're looking at the standings, um, you know, we're, you know, not identical, but we're right there. You know, yeah. we're right there with them, just in the opposite division. So it, it's going to be uh, interesting to see uh, how we come out. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm excited for the weekend. Obviously, again, holiday spirits are high around this time, and, you know, hopefully that kind of, Adds a little oomph to our game. I don't know if it will. A little. Yeah, you can't guarantee anything, but I think the energy is going to be right for Danbury hockey. Um, a little uh, Christmas spirit in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, it's time for things to kind of turn around. Hopefully we make, um, you know, we're hearing on the back end, uh, you know, different f- few different channels, probably all over Facebook, that have been some roster changes recently. And there'll probably be more announced by the time this show airs within an hour or so from now. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's an exciting time. Uh, and I, I, I honestly think that this is a great way to end the year with two games at home versus a team with a, a similar record. And well, I, we do have one more home game after this, the 30th. Oh, that's right, the 30th. Against that's right. Binghamton. Well, you're rounding out the year w- with this opportunity here. So again, it could bring, it's a way to bring momentum into that game, and uh, and to and, and into next year. You know, if we can put three wins together, or you get these two right here, you're you're making noise again, and uh, it, it'd be a good opportunity right now to to you know at home, like you said, with. I'm sure there're going to be a lot there's going to be a lot of holiday cheer and people will be toasting their holiday spirits. So, um uh 
I like I said, it, it, I'm hoping that this is some old fashioned Danbury hockey this weekend and we get it done. Same here, and you know, couldn't be more excited. Always love coming to the rink, working the games, and um, you know, stay tuned for a great. Oh, unless you got one more thing. Yeah, I want to say one more quick thing before go we ahead. go. Oh, go ahead. If there are people out there that listen to this show that haven't never played hockey before and they're interested in trying or they played a long time ago and they're interested in trying get in touch with us because we've been putting together these novice adult skates uh, i've been kind of organizing them um uh jim hutchison from peach wave he's been playing and uh calvin savoy even pat has shown up once or twice uh so it'd be be fantastic if anybody out there who hasn't played in years this is not for like people who played in college or are the best guy in their beer league team now is people curious get in touch with us either through the Hattrick City Instagram or the Top Hat Hockey Instagram which is kind of the name of the group and uh, come meet us for sure um, yeah definitely trying to get into that more been a little busy as of late but um, mm-hmm. yeah we definitely like to see more people get in there so without further ado here's our fantastic interview with Brandon Stoichevsky Hey, this is Corey Anderson, Forever Forward of the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, as always, joined by DJ Uncle Matt here in the studio. This week on the show, we got Brandon Stoichevsky on the show. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, of course. Welcome to the show, Brandon. It's a, it's a pleasure. We, we really haven't gotten a chance to catch up with you yet, so it's, it's nice to have you on the show. Um... Listen, you're, we're coming off a, a, a rough weekend for the hat tricks, but uh, kind of to move on to the next thing, it, it, like I said, it's, it's great to have you here. So uh, another guy, I guess, from the Toronto area coming in, but uh, f- coming from kind of a very familiar place uh, to Federal Hockey League fans and hat trick fans, the Greater Metro Hockey League, right? The uh, It's a pretty rough and tumble league, right? Tell yeah. us about your experience, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, so I played my... Uh 21 year old year of junior there so um our junior b and junior a leagues you can only play to your 20 and turn 21 but uh this league they let you have the extra year so it's funny enough i was telling my i played against uh marchy there for pretty much all my junior career last wow. yeah and junior b ended there um yeah so i played there for like 15 games my last uh 21 year old year and then before that i played in the um GOJHL, which is junior B up there for two years, not a not a long junior career. Um, yeah. So how does it happen like that that you have such a short junior career? Where were you playing kind of before that? How old are you? Yeah, um, so I'm 23. Wow. Yeah, so I got a story about uh, just coming up. So yeah, I was playing um, AAA all the way until until I was about 13, 14, and so I uh, a little bit of a late boomer. I didn't grow from. I'd say 12 years old to about 17. I was five foot tall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so my OHL draft year, I was 16, 17, five foot tall, 130 pounds. So I remember I was trying out for teams, and uh, every team said I was too small. So I was got cut from my AAA team and all a bunch of teams around. And then um, remember in uh, so I was 14, still that same height. I thought you know, give it a shot to try to make a team and I ended up breaking my arm in a tryout. Wow. Got into the boards, broke my arm. Then ever since then I just started growing and yeah, but I always just stay focused. I always want to play. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> that's tough, man. And, and and you end up here. So what 
you know, I, I'm sure that some of the listeners and stuff, when they look at it, we're talking about a short elite prospects page that you have. Um, what's kind of your options coming out of that greater Metro? You're overage at that point, right? Yeah. So you can't really go to college, can you? Yeah, so um, not really. It's like it's a tough league to try to get uh, recruitment out of. Like mm-hmm. The league I was in before, that's really good league. It's on pace with our uh, junior A league out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did lose my last year uh, due to COVID, so I couldn't even play my last shot. As you can see, I only played one year in that wow. league, so I was still a rookie coming there because said after I finally grew and developed and grew with my body, I was able to finally make junior, and then it just sucked that one year later. It just kind of taken away from me. But So I was actually in university full-time. I uh, was five years in University of Toronto, um, finished with a kinesiology degree, so I was already in school. Um, I did talk to a couple... D3 schools but these were in the cards for me just because I was already in school and um, coming out I had no idea what to expect like I didn't know where I was going to go and then remember um, so I was where was I I was like on a little trip away with my girlfriend because she was uh, leaving to uh, to go to optometry school and in your Boston and uh, we just went away for a few days I remember I was getting a call from Danbury and obviously I know what Danbury is from you know the documentary and <laughs> hear everything all about it all over social media especially seeing Ames Ames all over my For You page right? just everywhere so I'm like Danbury's calling me I'm like what and then I uh, answered the phone talked to Billy this was in 2022 so just coming out of that league and uh, and yeah, I told me a little bit about it and you know I was thinking about it but at that time I um so a lot of stuff going at home, you know, um, mom's health and just, uh, I also wanted to finish school. It was my last year of mm-hmm. school at that point, so I wanted to finish that before I, you know, took off to play. So I just told Billy that. And then um, last year I took it completely off, just finished the school, just focused on, you know, training, getting myself, uh, you know, ready both physically and mentally because I was a lot smaller last year. Last year I was only like 170 pounds, wow. so I made sure it, Coming to these leagues and pro, it's a whole different game. There's a lot of you know really good hockey players here, and uh, it should have put on way to be ready. But that's the thing you don't expect out here. It's like just it's a lot of good hockey players, especially on our team, but across all these leagues and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, there's um, University of Toronto. I think last season did they did they play Quinnipiac in an exhibition game? I think they did. So yeah. like, so Canadian college, were you? just not interested or just a little maybe maybe a touch harder to get a spot type of a thing what was the story with Canadian college for you yeah so because I was always behind the eight ball I was just just developing and just trying to yeah. you know, grow into my body and uh be ready so it's a long road to you know, get to where I am now but um when I started so I started uh university at 18 right a lot of guys what they do is just play hockey and then once they finish junior then they commit to a they school go, but yeah. I started 18 uh my parents really want me to go, and obviously I had a really good opportunity to go to a really good school and a good program, so I just took it because I didn't know where hockey was at that point because, you know, I was still not playing and still trying. And, um, yeah, I was – I want to say I was ready at it. Those ages, no, I was still, like, physically not ready yet and just try to get my feet wet in junior and everything. And then um, in my last year, so my fifth year, I had a chance, like, just go to training camp and everything. But at that point, I'm a fifth-year senior, like, team's already sad. It's very yeah. hard to just – coming there again with the lack of resume right it was very difficult just to walk in there and make a team but King University is really good hockey I'd say it's just under the, the D1 level but yeah. uh, you know they compete with a good D, 
you want teams, and they're a good team. So. Do you know what happened in that game between uh, Quinnipiac and University of Toronto, just to put it in perspective? For people, yeah. So Quinnipiac ended up winning that game, uh, four to two. Regulation was that's uh, a pretty close game. Yeah, yeah. exhibition. That's a pretty close game. You youngins might not know, but a fantastic, fantastic movie that was actually based on a college in Connecticut was shot at the University of Toronto. Really, that's not a big enough hint for either of you guys, but it starred Jeremy Piven and John Favreau. And um, trying to think who else was there. Quite a few. Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, uh, David Spade's in it. Um, there's it's called PCU. You guys ever hear that movie? PCU. No, no. So it's just basically about um, in the '90s when uh, kind of similar to today, except there weren't as there was probably way more people in college. Was uh, um, like political correctness was seen to have been out of control on college campuses and this movie was kind of like making fun of that yeah. you know but it's like kind of like this stoner frat house comedy it's hysterical you should watch it tonight because yeah. you'll you'll see them walking around the university yeah. of toronto um i have like a whole crazy side story about that but i'll, I'll, I'll tell it at another date <laughs> so Rana, where where was your family from originally um so my background, I'm Macedonian, mm -hmm. right? That's where, that's where everybody has, everybody has trouble saying my last name. So <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, waiting for you guys to ask that. But yeah, so I'm Macedonian, um, small country in Europe. But uh, my mother was actually born there. So again, my dad is also Macedonian too. So they're both from there. My dad was, uh, he's actually born in Toronto, but our grandparents from there. So they all came over. My mom was born there. And uh, who's the one Macedonian NHL player? Come on, you got to know this. There's multiple. There's there's uh, only one that I know of. Steven Stamkos. He's uh, Macedonian. He's I thought he was Greek. No, Macedonian. Yeah. Uh, my my dad's actually pretty good friends with his dad. Eddie Jovanovski. Jovanovski, first overall pick. Uh -huh. Yes, we got two first overall picks. And you know who's Macedonian? Mm. The crazy mustache classic goalie Vasil. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he's like he's ready to move back there and, and That's stuff. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then you also got the Tanev brothers too. So yeah. they they actually grew up in East York. So they uh, went to the same high school as them and. Brandon had the same kind of similar story too. And when he was in like ninth grade, he was four eleven, like ninety five pounds. Do you guys speak Greek at home or? No, Macedonian. Macedonian. It's a yeah. Macedonian. It's its own language. Right? Separate, yeah. Many, but I'm I'm terrible with geography. Yeah. Macedonia and Greece are they like on the border of one another? Um, it's they so are some like, back and forth between the people there. There, there has been uh, historically, historically, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we are our own country. Oh, yeah, I know it's his own and, country. Um, just. Yeah, there has been. We're just above, above Greece, and then you have like Albania on one side and right, right. Hungary on one side. But yeah, it's just in that little pocket there. In the yes, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think Jovanovski, Ed Jovanovski, the I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's pretty good career, great NHL yeah. career, and uh, I think a really respected guy. Throughout, I think his dad actually played. Um, was soccer. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, his dad played some he soccer. Started was, hockey when he was like yeah thirteen. Years some, old. Something crazy like that. It's when they ridiculous. moved to Canada, he started. He started hockey. Yeah. Uh, he was a big guy too. And five Jovo, years later, Jovo a, cop. Yeah, five years later, he's a first overall pick. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Is there a like mass? I again, I don't know. Is there a Macedonian neighborhood in Toronto? Uh there is like uh, my pocket. A lot of Eastern Europeans or European pocket. Like uh, um, back when my my grandparents came in, and our parents was there was a pretty big uh, Macedonian population then too. So that's where, all in that same community in East York, we have it's a lot of Europeans around there. So yeah, that's where uh, it's in that pocket there. That's lot, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
Is he Hall of Famer, no. Ed Jovanovsky? No, he's not. No, but he had a good career. No, he did. Uh, Excellent career. Yeah. Uh, did he win a gold medal with Canada? Probably. He so. did, in, uh, I believe, in 02. Right? Yeah, had so. to have won a gold medal. Yeah, in 02. Yeah. yeah, what a great player. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize Stamkos yeah. was Macedonian, but I guess I should. And shout out to Va- Vasilius Marku, who is the <laughs> is a mustache classic Hall of Famer and uh, and uh, uh, pretty much a legend in in, in in pickup hockey in Queens at this point. <laughs> Basil, it. shout out to you. Shout out. Um, so you know you come from Toronto. Um, we we kind of ask all the Canadian guys who come through here. What's your you know I mean what's your impression? Of the fan base and the and the and the kind of attention that Danbury hockey that that hockey gets in Danbury, you know, what's what's kind of your impression of the community around hockey here? Here, uh, it's pretty nuts. Like I first day, like first game here, so the first Saturday home opener against Watertown, like you have no idea what to expect because again, you see Danbury all over social media, like from Ames's mic'd up videos or just everything. There's so much all over everything, and obviously. Um, I watched a few games last year because, like I said, I was going to come down here last year, so I you yeah. know, kept up with the team and everything. And uh, it's just nuts until, like, seeing it, hearing it, and all that stuff is one thing, but until you're actually playing out, I remember that first home opener was, there's got to be close to three 3,000 people there. It's nuts, and it was just so loud. And just uh, saw the fans, or especially Section 102, <laughs> you see them yelling, and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, to be honest. It's very fun to play at home, I was telling him before we started, I was just like, it, we hate playing on the road. Okay? <laughs> we just, so happy we got home games this weekend to play at home in front of the fans because we have the best fans in the league, for sure. What's it like being a guy that really took a whole year off um, from any type of, I guess you'd say, uh, relevant, you yeah. know what I mean, type of, did, yeah. you, did you play in men's league? Did you no. play any senior hockey? No, nothing. No, so um, I said, because like I said last year, I wanted to just get ready physically, so I did put on... Um, 30 pounds of weight wow. coming into this year and um i was honestly just uh training a lot um in the gym a lot and on the ice a lot a lot of stuff was just kind of by myself like i wasn't going to like any skills trainers or working on a gym with like a trainer um just kind of working out on my own and you know just getting myself ready i knew uh i knew i still wanted to play right i love the game and uh and i couldn't wait to get down here so i just made sure to get you know, physically, mentally ready to uh, to play season. So yeah, it was just a it's a long year. Like I remember last year in like November around this around this time, I was like, I just wanted uh, next year to come so I could just come down. Right, it was just a long road, but I'm so happy to be here. Are you a guy that watches a lot on TV? You you a Leafs yeah. fan? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am a Leafs fan. I'm more of a Red Wings fan. Wow. Last time because I got a lot of my mom's family is actually lives in Michigan. Uh-huh. So just growing up, always being down there, I just love the Red Wings, and they were. So at that time, one of my favorite players is Datsuk. So interesting juxtaposition yeah. between you and head coach Billy McCreary, who is a diehard Leafs fan, yet he is from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. So uh, still, still have the Leafs. Don't get me wrong; kind of sucks every year, same result. But uh, <laughs> but I I do watch a lot of hockey. That's how I'm one of those guys where um, I just love watching highlights on so many guys. That's why I pick up and learn things. Right when I see guys do it then I try to add it to my own game so who are the guys you watch um honestly like I said Datsuk Barkov a lot of like two-way centers that's what I try to mm-hmm. model my game after and then honestly I love watching older hockey so like all the older Russians like the McGillneys and Fedorovs and Kovalevs a lot of skilled guys like that just to see how they like thought the game and moved around the ice which um uh 
teaches me a lot. Like, I always pick up on those little things and try to implement them in my game. So I want to say I had, like, a favorite player because I just try to pick up on um, a lot of different players' games and then try to add to mine. But yeah. really interesting. I started watching on YouTube. This is something mm-hmm. awesome. And I, I don't think you guys are quite old enough to appreciate this yet. But I started watching NHL games from the 90s yeah. on, like, full games that they have, you know, like random I've been watching a lot of Whalers games, uh, like Whalers versus Rangers. There's one from the 90s with, I think, Messier and Gretzky are playing for the Rangers. And uh, the Whalers are actually – I haven't watched the full – like I, it's like one of those things where it's in my YouTube and I go back to it every time. I, I haven't been able to watch the full game just because I usually watch it while I'm like kind of surfing around late at night. But, you know, like there's something really cool about watching those games – and I think that in, you know, as long as this YouTube stuff continues, or maybe there's some stuff you guys are interested in watching now, but, like, as long as it continues, that's going to be a cool ritual of looking back. I mean, you know, you're you're looking at the 97 um, Whalers. It's like the, you know, the end of the 97 season, right? So the 96, 97 season, so it's like yeah, that. I watched the end of that one. Or was uh, that full that full game against Tampa? That was a interesting one to watch. And it's... Yeah, there's there's that full game you can watch. But I'm just like, I've seen games, you know, where the team is still pretty much straight ahead, um, you know, straight ahead. Yeah. And uh, like, it's it's a it's like I said, it's a really cool ritual to watch that now to see those yeah. old games, to see the Hartford Civic Center as an NHL arena in the '90s. I mean, um, I think that's really cool. And the way that the YouTubers, one of the things that is cool about YouTube, you can learn so much about hockey or just kind of be reminded of it. You know what I mean? Like some of these YouTubers are doing good lists. I haven't seen him put up stuff in a while, but that guy Rob Talks Hockey. You ever ever watch him? He was great. And then what's the British dude? Hockey fans. Uh, What's his name? I don't know. Like I feel like I've seen that. I've seen his stuff. Like I've heard his name. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and he, he does. I watch so many people. It's he does like that honest. weird thing where he redrafts <laughs> a whole draft, starting with the worst players or something like that. It's just a. It's just a bizarre. It's <laughs> redrafts. Got, yeah, like he does these redrafts where it's like I forget if he picks the worst players first or the the best players first. Like if if you were really picking it, it's. He does a couple of different things. Um, yeah, so, like, that that's such yeah. a cool part of watching now, too, is, like, and, and even the highlights, like, that's another cool thing about YouTube now is, too, is, like, if you're a guy who plays defense, if you're a guy who plays wing, and you have a certain player that you like, there's so much of that content out there now. Like, think about it, like, if you were a, I guess you guys can't think about it, like, if you were a kid 25 years ago, the only way you could see a Ch- Chris Chelios highlight is if you watch SportsCenter. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Like, there's no – there's just no other way. See, yeah, that's what automatic. it is, too, when you watch um, – 30 years ago. I was having a conversation uh, today because one of the guys on our team was saying, like, oh, if um, – he's Murray, by the way, our new goalie. He was trying to say, like uh, – let's comp- talk about eras, different eras. I'm like, you really can't compare eras. You can't say, let's put McDavid in the 80s and 90s. You yeah. But the – because the games evolve so much, and like you said, all that little stuff adds up. Like whether it's the skill training um, now versus back then, the training overall, watching video, just the game has evolved so much that like um, it's very hard to look at. Like to even think about that. Like it's like I said, watching has a big part of what I do. Not, not even having that. Such what a year were you guys born? Two thousand. 
2003. So, 2003? Yeah. Oh, wow. So there was still, I'm pretty sure there was still two-line passing when you guys were born. There was still, you couldn't pass the puck they over They took it out, line. I think, in 05. After the, after the. Um, That's what a lot of guys don't know is back in those games. It's a lot, very different there. game. Yeah, no, it's game. a very different game in the neutral zone. Very different. It's nothing like it is today in terms of speed. It's just, and you know what's crazy about it? And again, I'm. I always bring beer league hockey into this. I know there's absolutely no correlation between beer league hockey and real hockey, but like, you know, dude, now we're in this era where there's no two line passing. So people yeah. are just watching guys break out and there's there's almost no, hey, if we pass the puck once within the zone, we're gonna have a yeah. better chance at a break because you're gonna hit an open guy who's gonna see a guy on the other. Yeah. It's now it's just if I don't get that puck out of the zone by skating it through and probably getting clobbered at some point, yeah. I'm failing as a hockey player. Where back then it's like you have to make that extra pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so You just, think the game way more. Oh, you know, yeah. You look at it. Cause a lot of people don't understand like how, you know, when people watch old hockey, they try to, you know, talk about it, seeing how, how we're, like by which bad it's been since, you know, compared to uh, – today's game i'm like those guys were still that good like you oh, look yeah. at guys can fly look at mike gartner oh yeah all those guys can fly right the speed was there up to, but you brought up two line passing a lot of people don't understand that but then all the grabbing and clutching and tons of that. physical the game was that's what made the game different now like if that was in today's game all the, the game would be slower as well if that oh, yeah. kept that in there so um but in that time you know when you watch gretzky you know watch all these you know play a very different game because you have to think it a lot more and um i don't know now it's kind of it's coming back to that where it's getting well more skilled now but all that hitting and all that stuff's kind of being taken out well i think that that's and you, you see that basically in all sports like think about a sport like like you know traditionally obviously a non-contact sport like basketball i mean there's just some point in there where like defense became illegal it's just like yeah. you know what i mean like when Again, I'm not one of those guys. I have this argument with a, with my nephew who's like 22 or whatever all the time. But, yeah. again, I don't watch enough of the NBA to be an honest judge of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll give a – you know, that's a precursor to what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. But, man, when Michael Jordan played and he was out on the three-point line, you could literally grab his, grab his elbow and impede him the best you could problem was michael was going to take two steps around you and, and, and take off yeah. but what i'm trying to say to you is like that wasn't necessarily a foul like getting up against him using your hand on him yeah. to push yeah. that wasn't a foul now yeah. you you do it once you touch him once it's, a, it's trying to get the guy out of the free throw line it, that's at least my impression so i, I can't say that but again it's is the game getting soft um you know, is, is hockey getting soft like that? I, I think so. But at the same time, um, you know, there's no denying data around head trauma. There's no denying data around any of that stuff, CTE, any of the things that have been associated with these, um, you know, with, with with being caused by trauma to the body. It happens in hockey. We've seen it. But at the at the end of the day i don't think the game is much safer than it ever was i mean if it, you, you see a lot no. of people throw reckless hits in the nhl you see it in our league there's been a series of obviously there's been a series of kind of well you know tough incidents yeah. in the federal league recently uh, something happened recently between columbus and mississippi that was downright cheap 
Um, oh, that cross track. Oh, cheap. <laughs> you know, just cheap. Makes it look so cheap. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it's. And then you have a guy. Listen, you know, I'm not trying to hate, and you know, I couldn't do any better at all. I'm not a tough guy. I don't play real hockey, but if you, the, the guy who did it, I mean, if you have that that little point totals and that many and and that, like, in that amount of games in this league. I mean, I think Amazon or, or, you know, someplace like that is hiring. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you might want to try something else, pal. And, and, and if you're a tough customer, like you say you are, and then, you know, other guys came out on Facebook that played with the guy against the guy. I, you know, I'm just saying at the end of the day, stuff just makes it look cheap. You know, you know, I, I think I think we had some weird instances with these recent seizures, which listen, I was yeah, looking in one week. almost. I, yeah. I was so, looking at the first geez. one when that happened. That looked like, to be honest, it looked like it was happening in slow motion without the extra force or intent that we've seen. Not even going to get into Amesbury and his whole situation. Yeah. But but, you know, that again, I was literally 100 feet from it in the elevated seats in TK's corner we call it at Danbury Arena just in my mind finished a little high but ultimately like not the most egregious hit I've seen and whatever happened in who was that guy with Columbus that Which guy? what was his name Nathan yeah Balkwell yeah Balkwell yeah has he recovered that guy I believe so. I mean, they gave an update, I think, like a day or two after that. He was, like, alert and talking and stuff like that. No. But then they placed him on IR. So I don't think they placed him on season-ending IR, which was crazy to me. But Well, that's one of the things. It's just, like, you know, it would be great to see a little more transparency with that around the league. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I didn't get the best angle of that one. That also, you know, it didn't look – It again, I, I – I'd have to see it right again, right this second. But and we, after a while, we got to move on to our new topic. But at the end of the day, that didn't seem like it was a super aggressive or ill-intentioned hit. It just looked like you get an awkward fall and you get the worst type of result. One of the worst types of results. Because we're playing at such high speeds, right? Uh-huh. It just happens, right? Yeah. Where you're if you're committed to making a hit and oh yeah, so the guy cuts back the wrong way. You've seen it yesterday. I mean. I guess both Rangers fans or no, I'm, I'm not, but I, I know what you're talking the, the, about. The, yeah. the Pasternak kid, like, it did look bad, but he like maybe should have let up, but like, he fully committed to the hit, and then you have a guy that's kind of turning back or yeah, no back, good, right? So it's like it's tough because when you're at full speed like that and you commit to something, you can't just and if yeah, your back's turned, you're tough, trying tough, to draw the penalty tough, yeah. too, like yeah, you're not, you know you're, you're you're trying to draw the penalty. Yeah. So it's just like I think that um, I I I think that in the 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 big scheme of things, I think we're reminded it's a dangerous sport. You know, it's a, it's so crazy how dangerous. I played again. I you never compare it to beer league, but I I played in a situation. It's so funny. It's not funny. It's it's really sad. Or I played in a situation uh, last ironic. ironic for sure and, and definitely eerie. I played in a situation and I guess that was November of let's say it was. 21 mm-hmm. it was around it was the fall or the late summer of 21 and I was playing a beer league at Aviator it used to be a venue here in the Federal Hockey League and playing beer league hockey guys are drinking in the park somebody says that somebody inside has been cut this guy had a gash on his leg um, I mean as wide as the mouth of a soda bottle oh the top of a 20 20 ounce bottle it was that wide the mouth 
and he was on the ice. And I can't, not that I was going to do CPR or anything, yeah. but I want to see how I want to see if there was any way I could help or I could flag down the, the, the EMS or whatever I could do. And I went in and I seen a guy. This is just how crazy life is. And I, um, I saw a guy that I know. That guy's name was Jason Walker. And we like, gave, you know, I kind of gave a, a, like a handshake and a hug type of a deal. That guy went home and died. So crazy. Isn't it crazy? Wow. That guy, Jason, went home and died that night. It was one of the craziest things. And it just goes to show you that there's a certain type of energy out there that we saw it with the Adam Johnson situation, right? Yeah. It, it, can be, it can be dangerous. Again, I, I can't believe where that guy's leg was. I mean, again, it, it, I think I yeah. saw it sped up, and I think I saw some manipulated clips. But at the end of the day, that seemed like a, a weird position to throw a hit from. But anyway. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it it's tough, and we see it in the league all the time. Uh, we should probably move on to what Brandon wants for Christmas. What are you looking for for Christmas? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, What's on, what, what, what gadget is on the wish list? I don't know if I have a gadget on the way no. on my wish list. No, I just want to win this weekend, get two wins this weekend. That's about it. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. so, I mean, this weekend against Port Huron, anything you guys are kind of working on differently as compared to, you know, last weekend? Um. Honestly, just we have such a good team, right? Like we, yeah. a lot of speed, a lot of skill. I still believe we have the deepest teams in this league, and um, we haven't truly found our game yet, right? Through sixty minutes, um, that we have good spurts, and then uh, it's we said just buy into the process that our coach Billy has put out for us, right? Yeah. Um, and we have it. It's just fully committing to that process, trusting it, and everybody doing their job for 60 minutes a night that's what will will get us these wins and um you know we're a really close team right we all all the boys love each other we're all so close so just playing for one another and just um every just kind of doing their jobs i think we'll, we'll yeah. what um what's kind of the tone around practice how are guys feeling is it loose or is it a little more intense right now um I'd say right now like we kind of look at it like uh a new day right mm -hmm. um you know obviously i hate losing all the boys hate losing right it's worst feeling especially we want to win for the city and you know, win yeah. for each other but um how we look at us you know we get our takeaways from the game go over video um so a couple meetings see uh you know break down kind of what led to our mistakes whatever and then um let's like we flip a page and because in this league, right, we play so many games a week, and the season, like, we're already 20 games into the season, so we can't really dwell on, on anything, but we can kind of take away and, you know, um, just uh, do our best to get ready for the next week almost. So that makes sense, yeah. Who have you been, like, hanging out with mostly on the team? Are you Toronto guys stick together? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So, yeah, so me and, uh, me and Connor have been uh, our roommates now, so we're kind of always together, and then... Um, with Bedsy too, uh, Charlie Bedard, he's got called up. So usually him around Murray. Where did uh, he get called up to? He got uh, Fadeville, I believe. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and Cody, even younger guy, uh, Cunningham, Corey. Yeah, so yeah. we stuck uh, around him. A whole bunch of us hang out. Like it's not. Uh, it's like the whole team is so close. Even ZP, mm -hmm. uh, him pretty close. But like, it's like we all we all kind of hang out, right? We all do stuff together. But is there anywhere like around town you guys like to kind of frequent? Uh, the mall. Um, Everybody loves that mall. <laughs> uh, to the movies, not long ago. Uh, you guys been going to the Tuesday night movies? We did once. We yeah. did once, but then we've been 
kind of <laughs> movie nights back uh, back at our place. So uh, we just finished. Me and uh, Connor just finished that new Squid Games. Oh, cool! Squid oh, Game yeah. show, yeah. which is way different than you know than the actual Squid Game, but. It was it was pretty entertaining. We finished. We watched the whole thing, and then uh, I know I've been meaning yeah. to watch that. It's been on the list because they're doing another season of that too. Are they? It's yeah. like you'll see. It's not like the it's not great, but it's just entertaining. Like it'll, yeah, you just have to get through it. That's like reality TV yeah. now. So it's, so it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Did you guys spin. watch that? Uh, I don't know why I watched it. It just looked like it was something. Did you guys watch that Twin Flame thing on Netflix? Mm-mm. I didn't know. I couldn't figure. It. I, I'll be honest with you. Like it was all about these people that got sucked into this cult, basically, or this. Huh organization that was kind of playing with their minds Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and it was like it was this weird thing where it was like these people were recruited into this kind of occult thing and the idea had something to do with relationships and meeting people I I gotta be honest man it was really I, like I gotta look further into it, but it was it was kind of about um, so the organization was like forcing these people into these like relationships and like encouraging them to like move in with people right away and you know like start having sex with them immediately yeah. and all this crazy shit and it was just like the the, the weirdest thing. But I, I a few people were talking about it. Something about twin twin flame. Twin flame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's on Netflix. I. I honestly tried to watch it twice, and I was just like, I, I can't figure out what's going on. Is it a on. series, or is it just Yeah, it's a limited series, okay. like five episodes or something like that. Um, I recently rewatched something on, on Netflix that I liked called Exhibit A. Have you guys seen Man, that? No. I'm so bad with movies and shows. Oh, Th- this Exhibit A is dope. Oh, Escaping Twin Flames? Yes, okay. Escaping Twin Flames. And well, what's it what's it say it's about, Pat? Because I couldn't decipher the damn thing. <laughs> Team Pulls Analysis Twin Flames Universe, a controversial community that preys on people looking for love and pulls back the veil on how the community has hurt these people. Yeah, so it's like this funky kind of like kind of like hippie kind of theme mixed in with like free love. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that means. I, I, no. I would just turn it on <laughs> at that point. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but you guys should watch this exhibit A. It's really interesting. It's about how kind of how criminal investigations the science is totally imperfect yeah and like it was really interesting i mean like some of the stuff about like trained dogs some of the stuff about like 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 uh like uh there was the first you guys would really like you guys have to i'm telling you like you a couple of the boys would enjoy this like i'll just give you the first episode yeah, yeah. the guy is like this dude who hangs hangs around around town in Killeen, Texas, and he's like this wannabe rapper guy, and somebody does a stick up at like the gas station that's like right near the little hotel where this guy lives, right? And you know, more or less, like there's no way it could be this guy. Like the guy's the guy that gets in trouble for it is like six foot four, six foot five. And the guy who like does the crime is like six foot flat. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a huge height difference and there's all these little things that would have added up to this guy being innocent, but he's been in jail for years. He was in jail for years. Right? And it just goes but it just goes on and on like yeah. but about other types of evidence that just not just about him but but about other people that was completely imperfect. Like some guy gets carjacked, they steal his baby. And he gets convicted for having something to do with it with nobody, no real, yeah. 
it just the guy hadn't had a criminal record or whatever, but no real body, nothing. Just that the dog said that the evidence pointed to this guy. So it's just there's wow. a lot there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. <laughs> I watch it now. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, you from Canada, you're probably like, why? Somebody told me that Amazon's releasing a documentary about Alexander Daigle. That I heard too. Yeah, the high that'd be, pay. That'd be an interesting story. I huh? keep seeing that yeah. on Instagram, but I see no. I haven't Googled it or anything, but I see no mention of it actually happening. But that would yeah. be interesting. It's, I'd watch that. For sure. I would watch it for sure. Some of those high picks we and we've talked about it. We we had Patrick Stefan on the show. Yeah. Some of those high picks in the '90s were just crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, uh, and uh, Daigle was one. He never really. Uh, Amounted to, I think he scored maybe the most he ever scored yeah. like fifty five points in a season, or something. and that's hard enough. But yeah, it would be interesting to see. I would love to see some of the like it's so crazy with Shorzy, and with what's the other one now? Um, you know, Letterkenny. Shorzy, Letterkenny. Again, I don't. I'm not. You know, I, I know understand. a lot of the hockey guys watch the show. I really don't watch it. It's nothing personal. Me I, either. I, I don't. I, I never got into it. Uh, no. Oh. No, I'm the only one. No, I'm so no, bad. I'm not against. I'm not so against bad. it. I just never really no, got know. into it. I know what you mean. I know. What you but mean. what I wanted to say about it was, is you would think that with the popularity of those shows, with the popularity of our own Netflix documentary about the Danbury Trashers here, you would think that like Netflix, Amazon, they'd be biting on putting out more. You know, what about a great documentary? Yes. You know, like there, there's been and even even stuff that came out way before that, like Last Gladiators, that's been on. Um, that's been on Netflix for years for a reason. Yeah. People people like goon movies. That's been on Netflix yeah. for years for a reason. People like it. It's just, it's one of those things, like, I think that the mainstream kind of, whatever it would be, stations, cable, mm. they're not bought into hockey like they could be. I, no. I, you know, somebody told me last year that, I think it was, you, you guys saw, you definitely saw it advertised, Pat. Um, mm. They did a documentary about the Hartford Whalers. Yeah, last year it wasn't News Eight. Then that was like or some was it an, related like to that Connecticut NBC Connecticut or something, something like something that. Something of that nature. Yeah. My point is, is like that's something that Netflix should pick up and put out. So I know they really should. People could see it. You know what I mean? It's just like they never take a chance on hockey when it comes to the streaming, except this letter counting stuff and 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 that like which is a total fluke. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's they tried they tried something like you guys were probably in sixth grade when they tried. Um, bench warmers that was a that was a comedy central hockey show yeah. with the co mm. comedian from queens chris de stefano uh was like one of the guys on the show but anyway I mean, <laughs> yeah th there's limited there's really limited stuff to watch when it comes to like non-games you know even the f 30 for 30 there's not a ton of hockey no did they just i thought more. they made that one about the riots in vancouver the second time around Oh, did uh, they? I think they just came out with that. That or they've been planning on. No, because there's that. there's so much they could, you know. That that whole thing is crazy. I yeah. hold on, I I gotta fact check that because I I thought I, I saw don't watch something. Too now, huh? No, like I said, I'm so bad. Like uh, all the boys are getting on me because you guys probably get on me too. But if, I never watched Step Brothers before. Wow. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> and American Pie. Never seen those. Oh, so that's that I still haven't seen. So yeah. So, but Step Brothers was a big one. So all the boys around me that I've not seen that because I'm so bad with movies and TV shows. So. Uh, we all watched that together, and because uh, everybody's got all these quotes from that movie that I would never get, and then I watched, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, but yeah." Absolutely, <laughs> and I think that's that's something funny too. You know, yeah. one of the great things is that, um, you yeah, know, 
sorry, j- just just real quick. Yeah, they did make one. It's called I'm Just Here for the Riot. It came out in May. Okay. Okay. That's probably why we didn't and that's because we were busy That's with... about the Olympics or the Stanley Cup? <laughs> that's about the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup riot. Yeah. So, so they also had, like, heavy shit uh, when they had the Olympics there, too. Like, I, yeah. I met the dude who lit the... The joint with the Olympic torch when I was in Vancouver. I think I did. Or I, met, or I met somebody who knew him, and, and I was the reporter who knew him and had every, every. But there were a bunch of dudes around that could have been him. Um, uh, what what is really awesome now is that YouTube. You know, again, when back in my day, fellas, like there was this thing called HBO, and like your parents had to pay extra to get it, and you could never. That was the. That was another thing. Is that, you know, like HBO and Showtime and all that, Cinemax, that was all curated for you. It's like, here's what's going to play today. This is what's going to play. At 4 o'clock, this will play. At 6 o'clock, 8, right? Yeah. So this Netflix stuff has just broken that all down. It's like, watch whatever you want. The streaming has, and now YouTube, if you guys notice, has basically demonetized movies. So it's basically like you can rent and buy movies from them, but now they have a huge library of free movies. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like it, it, it really is amazing. I don't know how we got so deep into that. <laughs> I don't know how we did either, but I, I kind of like that. I don't yeah. know. What's I your like favorite the, hockey yeah. movie, Stein? It's got to be Miracle. Wow. It's got to be Miracle. Like, Canadian you know, likes easy. Miracle. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Like, it has to be. There's so many. It's such a good story. Just the whole thing gets you fired up every time you watch it. So it's got to be Miracle. How about you guys? Um, um, <laughs> I mean, for me, I love Slapshot. Yeah, hard to beat Slapshot. I know, it's really hard to beat. I really do think the Goon movies are well done, though. I I think they're really well done. Yeah, it's great. And and, um, we talked about it last time. Is the movie Less Chiefs about, uh, like, the old days of the LNAH. It's just such a great movie. Like I said, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but like, uh, those are some good ones. There are are some awful bad ones, too. Like, there are some... (laughs) What's the um? What's the one with the monkey? Oh, um, MVP. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. And then yeah. there's the uh, the um, Bon Jovi has a hockey movie, which is absolutely oh, yeah, it's absolutely oh, terrible. Wow. You gotta look at a Bon Jovi hockey movie. Oh, it's like he's oh, the no. he's the coach. He's like the Vince McMahon of some all women's hockey league. Mm. Um, this already sounds like disaster. Bon Jovi, you said hockey. Hold on. Yeah, it's like a National Lampoons, I think. I mean, there's a reason why I never heard of it. National know. Lampoons, pucked. Pucked. Yes, it's like a pucked. terrible. What's oh, the plot God. there? A failed lawyer being played by John Bon Jovi uses credit cards to finance a women's ice hockey league. Yeah, that mm. makes that's, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I have to check that out. That sounds like one of those bad movies that it has to be good. The right? sequels they to Slapshot are just yeah. absolutely terrible. Oh, I'm not I touching those. I mean, they're those. just absolutely... Just original, yeah. The second one yeah. is really bad, and the third <laughs> one is just... You know, but 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 the thing about it is, and we've met, you know, um, you know Steve Steve Carlson, and, yep. uh, you know, um, we played Han- uh, Steve Hansen. It's like... You know, like that's a money grab there to make that third slap shot movie, right? Yeah. They're making it. It's like a kid friendly, the junior league. It's like a kid friendly movie where the the Hanson yeah. brothers are kind of like, uh, you know, like like uh, Sesame Street characters or Sesame something Street. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but Bert that's, and that's Ernie. Work. Yeah, um, work. But before we let you go, um, why don't you tell us just about you know. Obviously, the year's closing out. You're getting a chance to play pro hockey again. What's just been on your mind? And, and, and 
you know, these last few months since you started playing again, what what's it um, felt like for you to be back active again here as the year closes out? Yeah, like, um, so waking up every day again, you know, to go to the rink and do what you love. Like, it's honestly the best feeling in the world. Like, you know, you know, so the NHL, but you've had the dream of, you know, doing this every day since you're, since you're a kid, right? So, you know, to get the chance to do that, um, it's just a blessing. I'm so grateful for it. But I guess I remember last year during this time, and, you know, obviously it's not playing. It's very tough. Just you're not, you know, being around the boys, being with the room is very tough. So, like I said, my parents, girlfriend, everybody was so supportive, you know, to, you know, keep going and, and to, you know, now finally do it. It's, it's hard not to have a smile on your face all the time, just getting to do what you love. And But one thing I did miss, the mo- like, big part of what I missed was just being in the room with the boys, right? Yeah, we have yeah. such, like, a close close team, right? Like, everybody on the team is uh, just all beauties, right? We're all so close, right? So it's just uh, so fun, you know, walking to the room every day and just laughing. and It's the best, yeah. Were you able to finish your degree before you started playing? Yep. So, so you're all done? All done, yeah. So, because... Uh, here, here there's an option. Even for high school, I heard like you can take even online school. Uh, is that true? Like in oh, states, like, online high school and then even like university. Well, um, there's because uh, we. I don't know. I'm sure in Canada. I'm sure in Canada there's homeschooling. There's a yeah. lot of you know. It's I think the online learning is kind of like not for everybody, but yeah. it's a new version of homeschooling. I think it's 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 in a way you know in yeah. a way it's a it's a new idea. Some some people are big on it. Um, I, you know I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm against it. It just, it wouldn't be for yeah. me. I like to, I'm just me more, either. yeah, more of a, but, I need to be in the classroom and I, need, I, I learn from other people, yeah. you know. So but, that, but, yeah. but even like university, like, so after, we were only online because of uh, COVID. COVID. COVID yeah. And then after that, I know some schools kept, you know, kept some of their courses online. Yeah. Uh, my school did not. We went all back to in person. So um, I had a boat, so last year 22, I had about 10 because I. A boat? Uh, about 10, 10 <laughs> courses I need to finish because when I was in, I uh, was pretty nuts. So when I, when I was in junior, um, so I played in Welland and St. Catharines, which are about an hour and a half, hour 45 from Toronto. And I was full-time student at university, so I would be driving five times a week from Toronto to go play junior. Wow. So that's what I was doing to play. So took a few courts. Did you practice four days a week? Or, yeah, yeah, three, three, four days a week. So it would be... Pretty nuts. I just love the game, so I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the drive. But yeah, it was pretty hectic with that. So I had to take, you know, one or two courses less per year to do that. So my last year, so I had to take five years. So then my last year, uh, about like nine, ten courses left. So finished that out, and then I was free to come play. Was there no way you could have played like for a team right there near University of Toronto? Was there one? I could have like really, like I said, the only options where I could have uh, maybe had something there with with my school team. But like I said, I. I don't know, I wanted to look at what the best approach was, you know, to get to where get I wanted it like yeah. I wanted it to be, right? Like, um, I maybe could have played we have pretty good like senior triple A hockey yep. is what we call it, the Allen Cup and all that stuff too that Who could, would you have played for, you think? Like there's a team called Wentworth, uh-huh. uh they're near Hamilton. Um I was talking to them, so play, playing that. But at the same time, like I was looking ahead, so I didn't want to like play there and I was focusing on you know, just developing, trying to be the best person right. player I could be to when I come down here. Um, so I was seeing like what would, you know, put me in the best spot to get to where I want to be. And I said, let me just take the year off and just train and um, just try to get better that way. Uh, what was your degree in? Uh, kinesiology. Really? 
Yeah. That's got to be a pain. I bet that's a tough one, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, that's why, like, even uh, even playing and doing stuff is very difficult. Like, it's 100%. not the balance of, yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, osteopathy. So, that's what I want to go into. It's uh, it's like a annual treatment of the body, right, where similar to chiropractic, but a little different in terms of um, the practice and it. Um, it's a treatment where you treat all the joints, muscle, and bones in the body. And uh, what I like about it is, it like if you come in, say um, you have back pain, let's say, right? It's the way osteopaths look at the body is you look at whole body approach, right? So if we're looking at your back pain, I'm also checking your hips or your or like all the way down through everywhere else just to see you know what could possibly be causing that and try to heal everything. Cause the whole body uh, to work as one almost, yeah. So. So yeah. were you, were you, I mean, this isn't a job interview or anything. Yeah. Were you a good student, like in high school yeah. and stuff? Did you do well? Yeah. So, yeah, so a little bit of class clown, but, uh, so I was always, I still making people laugh. So that's how a little goofball, but did that, but I always got good grades. Yeah. I know that <laughs> I know of the university of Toronto's reputation. I know it's a, a well-respected yeah. school. Um, did you ever consider coming to school in the States? Like, was that ever on the table for you or? Yeah, I did. Um, so I did talk to a bunch of uh, Division three schools at at the time of junior, and what I didn't know was this was already when I was already in like three four years down down at U of T um, was that every year that you are a full time student in Canadian University or anywhere you blow a year of NCAA eligibility. Uh-huh. So I did not know about that at all. So that's why so I always wonder why guys were taking part time university courses and everything. I thought it was just to like lessen their load because it is difficult to be a student athlete, especially when like. Not even being a student athlete at the school, you're playing right school and then junior. Um, so I didn't know that. So then I, you know, it didn't make sense for me to like to leave to play right college One hockey two for two years. years. Didn't make sense. So I said, let me. Because I had my ultimate goal in mind. I always wanted to play pro hockey. That was always like my dream, my goal. So I said, what is gonna get me there? What can I do to get me there? So I tried, you know, best I can. And it worked out, right? So, um, but yeah, that's what. It's a little tough because I wish I, you know, if I had to play obviously college hockey and develop there too, but. When yeah. when you were in high school, did you did you go to like a prep school? What was your background in high school? No, just uh, East York uh, Collegiate Institute. Just is there was there like a regular school team that you played on there or no? Yeah, so during uh, yeah, I played on the high school team again. Our high school is high school hockey is different. Like there was not like competitive like that at all. Like right. where you know in some areas here where the prep schools are you know very high level hockey, you didn't have to play on on a rep team. You could just play high school hockey. Our our like high school hockey loop is not not like that where it's at a high level it's kind of just yeah that's kind of like house mix. league yeah, I guess. yeah mix, guys yeah. who want to play and yeah more like a school thing yeah. maybe school based scholastic based kind yeah. of a thing club almost so like when i had a couple years off like uh is it growing and i've had a whole bunch of injuries i broke my arm twice Jesus. Um, so when i was 14 broke it and then 16 i broke it again because in that time i was playing because all these triple a teams cut me because I, would, I mean, I was not, you know, physically ready at all. So I was just playing a year up double A, you know, mm-hmm. I was just trying to just get better, just stay focused, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, so at that time also I was playing high school too. So I was getting extra hockey in, but like, um, yeah, I wasn't competitive like that where you can actually go somewhere from there. Right. Was, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It, like, um, that's interesting because you know I'm sure American. I mean, they they probably still smoke some American high school by like 20 goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, probably not every single one, but there's probably probably be a mismatch for a few. There's some good pro like 
St. Andrews College and those ones like that is legitimate. Uh, yeah, I've heard uh, of St. Andrews those, College. Those yeah. schools, yes. Um, the public school system, no. Like they're yeah, yeah they're not going to be. Um, Probably not a lot of ice time. Yeah, and, yeah, we practice one. <laughs> I think one day a week, Monday morning, it was like for fifty minutes, and then we have one game a week. It was. Yeah, that was, so that. Monday morning, one well, day. Monday week. morning, it was not. Sorry, it was at seven. It was seven a.m. Monday morning. Wow. Yeah, so it was like. <laughs> While we were all, everybody else was playing rap hockey too, so it'd be all like. I wonder if it's here. free to play. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so, was. So, so that'd be that'd be good. that was good. Did you have siblings that played hockey? Your parents no. interested in it all? Or? No, I have uh, two younger sisters. They are not hockey players at all. Wow. Uh, my dad played, uh, not at a high level, just played growing up. Yeah. And played for the high school team. <laughs> <laughs> not even no, because my dad has a similar story to me. Uh, he he that's right. I I guess I got the like the genes from, but he didn't grow either from. He was five foot three up until he was eighteen years old, and then grew as well. So he played growing up, but kind of he kind of stopped playing like after he didn't grow. Right, so that's where we're different. I kept going. Right, he just always there encouraging me to just keep going. But um, similar story in that uh, we didn't grow, but he played like minor hockey and stuff. Really? So he, yeah, he taught me a lot. He's uh, reason why I started playing this game, and uh, I'm still playing. Yeah. So, do you have your parents been able to make it down here? Yeah, so not down in Danbury. They actually came to Watertown, uh, Watertown which yep. was again three, I think it's a three hour, three and a half hour drive. So that Watertown game was. I think you're only 50 or 25 miles from yeah. Canada there. Was that right, sign? Right that sign? It's right the border at uh, Kingston. Yeah. Right there. So it's. it's uh, but there's a sign that we see. You probably have only seen it once or twice, or maybe uh, you don't know it's there. But there's uh, a sign that we see when we go out, we exit the fairgrounds there in Watertown and it, it either says 50 miles or 25 yeah. miles to Canada remember it's like Canada 25 miles I haven't been to Watertown so I still haven't seen that yet you weren't with us when mm -mm. I've only done Elmira Bingo and Carolina <laughs> I never went to Watertown really small town. Yeah, no, small town. small town I want to go just once yeah. just just for the heck of it it's but, it's yeah. an interesting setup it's because it, that was my first game per, first program was there oh yeah that's right yeah. the Watertown yeah. rink if you know Danbury yeah. the Watertown rink where it's positioned is on the equivalent of something like Rogers Park, like it's it's on a it's on a fairgrounds basically with a base. They had a minor league baseball team that played there, I think, in the 30s or something like that. Oh, and, okay. and they also have not not everybody knows this, but um, uh, there's a, a a fantastic book um, by. I'm gonna pause it one second. No, you're good. You're good. We'll just cut this. There's a fantastic book um, by a uh, a friend of Westcon uh, about the um, semi-pro football team in Watertown. They're called the Watertown Red Blacks, and they've been around for like oh man, I think that they're the oldest semi-pro football team in the country with like wow. over a hundred years of existence in various leagues and uh I'm you know uh pretty sure different uh uh different kind of circuits that they've been on over the years but uh Bob uh I'm trying to think of his last name Oh shit wow that team has been around since 1896 That's crazy Bob Kowser who teaches um He's a writing instructor that has visited uh, the. I think he teaches at St. Lawrence University in upstate New York. Um, he wrote a book about playing on the team, playing on the Red Blacks, 
and it's very interesting. He, he tells a great story, similar to the experience of the Hattricks players. You know, weekend yeah. games, riding out on a little bit of a budget. You know, mo- mo- it's a little bit different. Where I think a lot of those guys are just doing it because they love football. Yeah. Like they weren't really. I don't think many of them were were pursuing like other jobs. Uh, you know, other professional football jobs, but that's a great one if you like uh, um, yeah, Bob Cowser's book for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, Watertown. They play right there on the thing. So yeah, and um, but yeah, it's it, it's been it's it's such a different experience when you play those three upstate teams. You have Watertown that plays basically in a community rank that fits about twelve hundred people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Then you kind of move up a level, and you have Elmira, which is a great rink. It seems like it's located someplace that makes sense. We, we again, we said it last episode. Uh, there's there's a there's a great pizza place across the street. There's businesses right there, yeah. and they haven't been able to draw fans. But then there's the Binghamton experience, which it's uh, they're drawing they're drawing really well up there, and, yeah. the, and the crowds are just unbelievable. Yeah, that's so. what was wait like the first first game. Like, I know what to expect personally because, like I said, coming off, you know, you're off. You don't want to expect it all. But walk in there, like, they, they you know, it gets pretty rowdy in the oh, yeah. life in Watertown. with. Yeah. Uh, and they hate us yeah. at this point. Yes, yeah, yeah. but then, you know, going going to bingo where you're like, yeah, this is, you know, because it used to be an AHL rink. You're like, this is this is a rink. And yeah. uh, um, they pack it, but I don't care. Still no fans like ours. There's no no place to play in, like, uh, like our rink. Right, it's no a better place to play. And I think that the thing about it is it, it really lends itself to kind of how special the league is. This is, you know, people talk a lot of crap on Facebook, and I'm about to put a little knowledge down. You know, back in the days of the IHL, people think that the IHL that played in Las Vegas and Long Beach and the original Orlando Solar Bears and the Atlanta Knights and the, and the original Grand Rapids Griffins and the Chicago Wolves, people think that that was, oh, that was like... That was real minor league. They had the same problems. Yeah. Not, not. I'm not gonna say they had payroll problems. I'm gonna say this and that. They had the same problems. All the rinks were different sizes. Uh-huh. You know, Fort Wayne and Kalamazoo. They just weren't the same size rink. Some of them weren't even shaped the same size. Like literally, the yeah. ice surface itself just wasn't as big as yeah. the next one you were playing. So listen, this is a throwback. The Fed is a throwback to the old minor leagues. It might be time. Uh, you know, dare I say it, it might be time for the Fed to do a little identity overhaul. It might be time to, to to think about doing a rebrand, uh, at least a soft rebrand of yeah. some of the stuff. It's been a long time. Um, but again, the, 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 the product is only, I think the product has gotten better. Um, and, and not everybody knows how hard it is to put together a league like the Fed is. People talk a lot of smack online. I was there in the early days of this league, and it was tough at first. But, I mean, not to give anybody any, any bad light, but you take a look at this new league that's being started. I don't even want to say the name of it because I'm, I'm not against the people, but I don't want to put anything bad out there. But, I mean, they just had an 11-1 to game. It's very hard to start a league like this, too. It just, it's, you couldn't even do it today. You really could, because there'd be no buildings. Uh, like unless you were doing it with the existing teams that play in the Fed now, you couldn't do it today. Mm. You just couldn't start it again. The fan base, like just everything you can. It's fan bases, rinks. Yeah. This isn't like Canada, dude. In no. Canada, you could do a. Le- the reason they don't do leagues like this in Canada is because they have senior hockey and so much junior hockey. The kids could play forever. And, and even um, like we said before, like Toronto is like, it's all hockey twenty four seven, right? So. I don't know if we've tried. There's been any teams, any team around, like whether it's senior hockey or any, even, you know, 
OHL teams around, you know, anywhere near Toronto can't because there's, like you said, so much going on. You've got minor hockey. The Leafs are the biggest thing. Well, I think the Marlies get, um, you know, some interest. Probably yeah. not a lot. They'll they'll get, like, when when the Leafs aren't playing, they'll get more. But it's also because um, the ticket prices are so expensive for yeah. the Leafs games. So that's where, you know, it gives fans a chance to, to go. So it's, like, it's weird because it's not like, um, let's put it this way, how our fans are diehard and, you know, go nuts every night, which – They'll get maybe about five, six thousand people a game, but it's not like that atmosphere. Let's say it's like yeah. a different type of atmosphere there. You know what's so yeah, crazy? It, and, and it all goes back to atmosphere. You look yeah. at the Federal Hockey League, and the one thing I can say, Danbury, Binghamton's starting to do it now. I, you know, I know some of the down south teams are doing their thing, although I haven't been down there. I can tell you this much: it all comes down to atmosphere, customer service. And and uh, just kind of building that family and community around the people that are there from week to week, and I, I I think that that's one of the biggest things that sells this league that keeps people involved is that it's a, you know, and another thing is they have their own set of rules. The Fed has its own set of rules, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in listen, they're I don't know if it's still like this, but they were used to be outside of the IIHF, which means they had no affiliation with the yeah. International Ice Hockey Federation, meaning that anything they did, they weren't a subject to being sanctioned by a global sanctioning body. It's just, you know, and and when you really look at it, we could do anything we wanted. I wish the people that organized the league saw that a little more. We could do anything we want in this league. There's no rules. You look at the AHL. Now, I, I know you're an AHL employee, so I won't let you, not going to let you comment, Pat. Okay, that's And I fine. won't let, uh, you know, uh, I talk a lot on the show, but I, I'll, I won't ask, put Brandon on the spot. But when yeah. you look at the, even just the AHL uniforms look boring to me. I saw some pictures of an AHL game the other day. It looked like they were wearing like a practice jersey from 2006. It was like there's weird lines all over the jersey. It looks like a Reebok jersey from 2006 that somebody like, Hey, it was like a third string design of a Reebok jersey. No comment. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm just saying the, the experience, and and I wish that the like the league, the the Fed would embrace it. We could put anything on a jersey here. Like like yeah. I, I read, I got to check it out today. There's this great column on the OurSportsCentral.com. It's a website that covers minor league sports for probably 35 years now. But this guy writes a column every week, and he includes the um, temporary name changes. Oh, yeah. When the teams rebrand for the weekend yeah. and they put on funny jerseys, he he writes every single one that that happens in that week, if he can, if he gets to it, you know. Yeah. What I'm and some of the stuff is really creative, and I'd love to see the Fed get more. In, you know, I don't know. How, you know, I want another Trashers night. That would be great. Yeah. Another Trashers night would be great. But <laughs> I like, think that's coming up. But I, I, yeah. it's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. But you know what? I think yeah, a whole bunch great? of nights like that. Yeah. You know what I think would yeah. be great? Let's do the Trashers night this year. When we can do the St. Patty's Day jersey of the Trashers, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it. Let's do it every year where we can do something different. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, the 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 that that jersey is great, and and uh, I I I think that Dom still deserves a lot of credit for coming up with a great logo, and I think we should we should do more of that. We should. I know. Do you have like a? What's the AHL team? New Wave and Nighthawks. Do we? uh, I I snapped before last year. They had. We do that every year. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I Nighthawk listen. Is, yeah. People complained about the jerseys. I like the look of the jersey. It looked pretty slick last year. I mean, it I wasn't tackle and twill. It wasn't tackle and twill, and I can understand why a lot of people didn't like that. But but 
I thought I thought they looked slick, man. Yeah. I know I like them better than the year prior with the because they had the gray and the orange. I like the black and orange like that. That looked way more sleek. Yeah, yeah that 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 one looked really cool. That one looked really cool. And I think that um, I mean, like, have you guys seen? We 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 got to get Dom on, and maybe one of the players would be cool to talk about. Oh, that'd be neat. We haven't. They didn't do any reverse retros this year, right? Were they every two years? That's over now, right? But yeah, they did it last season. They're not doing it this season because it's the last year of the uh, Adidas contract. But like, we could have looked. NHL, yeah. We could have looked at outdoor jerseys. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. We could have looked at that. You know what I mean? It's just, no, there's a lot. Like, <laughs> you know, as a Red Wings fan, they had a, the first one they did. I was like, uh, like really? Like the like I thought. You know, I, what one I wish they brought back was the. That was it the 2014 Winter Classic jerseys? If they did yeah, something yeah. with that, that was what I was. Was that the Gothic D? Yes. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, and it was well, one they played against the Leafs in in Michigan and Ann Arbor. There, the big house. That, oh yeah, the big the, house. Those jerseys were sick. They did something with that, but yeah. even those, oh, those are like it's like it's like iconic now. You can't find those jerseys. No, at yeah, all. it's tough. Like they did. There's something. so many you could do. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about this all day, but like yeah. it, it, some days it just feels like like I. The NHL loves its traditions and stuff, you know, but it's just like, take, take a look at the Anaheim Ducks. They're about ready for a new primary oh jersey. Like, it's just like... They've been ready for, like, five years. The thing is, they're holding on to the look that they won the Stanley Cup in. That's yeah. exactly what it is. There's no other... They're trying to stay as close to that to keep that in the minds, and it just doesn't work after a while. The Islanders went back to it because they came up with a stupid fish stick guy <laughs> instead, and nobody really liked it at the time. Yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine if the Islanders had stood with that? I mean, that would have been terrible. You know what I mean? That would have been so That would have, like, changed just the whole... F- like, Sorry, whole Nick Hershon. Uh, <laughs> but, um, like, that's that's something. Yeah. But anyway. Brandon, again, thanks for coming uh, thanks on the show. Thanks for coming on, oh, Thank you, guys. Hope really you had a blast. I had a lot of fun. As much as we did. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're looking forward to seeing you guys play at home this weekend. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to tell the fans? Um, I think we... The boys love you guys, and... Uh, this week gonna be different. We'll hopefully get uh, two wins for you guys and uh, make it happen. Merry Christmas. Let's get it. There you go. Happy holidays. Thanks.